Hey, uh, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, fun facts, and our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to watch the music videos that we're discussing, uh, feel free to check out the music videos on our playlist, on our YouTube channel, on Apple Music, and on Facebook. And um, if you can't find that via the links that we have in the um, show's description or the episode descriptions, uh, feel free to search Remember Music Videos on YouTube and on Facebook and on Apple Music. And with that, let's get it cracking. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Dio. How's it going? How's the week been? Um, it's been amazing. I'm living life and I'm loving life. How about you? Excellent. All those things and more. And more. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our listeners in Seattle, Ooh. New York, Miami. Hey. Um, we got some love in Singapore, in Belgium, España. Uh, Germany, Philippines, and South Africa. And also, uh, I want to thank everyone for all the kind notes that they send us uh, via remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. It's so sweet. Nothing but positivity. And um, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yay. I love that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate that. And um, does this mean that we're like worldwide? We're worldwide. We're like um, that rapper. Yes, yes. What's his name, Mr. Worldwide? I see his face. Pitbull. I see his face. Pitbull, Pitbull, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not repping for the 305. We are repping for the 917. <laughs> 212. <laughs> sure. Yes, six, that. 646. Two, six, the the six, 718. Four, yeah, for sure. The 646. Yeah. Too funny. Nice. So I am so. I'm not going to use the word excited, even though that's how I feel in my spirit, but elated, elated. Yes. I like that one. Cause I didn't actually know where I was going to go, but <laughs> it was so fun. Just kind of, it, it took me back just like doing all this, uh, this, this research and, and, and watching all these videos. It really took me back to a, um, to a happier time, the nineties. And why is that? Who are we covering? We are covering Alia. Oh my goodness. I love that girl. Obsessed. I was always obsessed with Alia. Yeah. She was I, I, just no words, just amazing. Like talk about like good songs, like throughout her career, just cr crazy. I mean, pure angel, like uh, gorgeous inside and out amazing vocals great dancing yeah great sense of style yeah uh, just so you know cool like edgy but approachable yeah um the whole the whole package no it, it was really um great to see to kind of witness kind of in real time what she was doing for the culture of the 90s because she really came in and just changed the game really let's jump into it Excellent, excellent. Just gonna give you a little background for Aaliyah. She was born Aaliyah Dana Houghton in Brooklyn, New York on January 16th, 
1979. We kind of knew her as Aaliyah, but her name was actually pronounced Aliyah, so like Muhammad Ali, so Aliyah. So I'm going to try very hard throughout this episode to just refer to her as Aliyah because when you know better, you do better. Um, yes. Her name actually is Swahili for highest, most exalted one. Her family moved to Detroit when she was nine, and there she started auditioning for different record companies and pilots. She also wanted to be an, an actor as well. When she was 10, she actually competed on Star Search, and she gave a solid rendition of My Funny Valentine. Oh my God, that, I, that actually was one of my favorite songs. Do you remember that time I I do. My Funny Valentine <laughs> I do for karaoke? That. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, that is not a good karaoke song, especially for me. Um, it really brings the crowd down. Um, <laughs> it was heartwarming, though. It was heartwarming, though. I remember, like, it was, I was like, oh, he really means that. And all I could hear was Crystal in the back of the bar clapping by herself and going, woo! <laughs> I support all karaoke performers because it takes a lot to get up there. And that was kind of one of, that was the first time that we all kind of went out for karaoke. So it was just kind of like, you know, what's he got? What's this guy got? Uh, word of advice, song choice is really important. That is true. So you would you probably wouldn't do that song today if you were, were to go to karaoke tomorrow. No, I would probably do one of the Aaliyah songs. Oh, look at that. And you'd slay. Probably not. You'd probably slay, yeah. So, well, although Aaliyah slayed this rendition she actually didn't win the competition but she did get to perform a few times in las vegas with her aunt who was gladys knight and gladys knight was her aunt by marriage because her uncle barry hankerson was married to gladys knight um back in the 70s so you know gladys knight was was auntie and we know that Hankerson was instrumental in her career. He actually shopped her demos around um, to try to get her a record deal, but he got a lot of no's. So he just wound up creating his own record company, which was Blackground Records. Um, her debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, was pretty successful commercially and culturally, but this album, One in a Million, would actually surpassed that um and she got a new sound courtesy of missy elliott and timbaland missy and timbaland produced nine of the 17 tracks that were on that album and they introduced her to this and they introduced us to this new unique style the album was recorded from august 95 until july 1996 and it debuted at number 20 on the u.s billboard 200 it wound up selling over 3 million copies in the U.S. and 8 million albums worldwide. So it definitely surpassed the debut. And we know that it slayed. That album was a banger. It was also nominated for Best R&B Soul Album in 1997 and the Blockbuster Music Award um, for Favorite Female Artist. Um, they actually don't have those award shows anymore. Wait, do you say blockbuster? Like as in blockbuster? Yeah. Video? Yeah. Wow, what a difference. 
was that the tagline yeah. for Blockbuster? I don't that was that. yeah, that was the jingle. Um, oh, no, I don't remember. Oh well, Blockbuster was a place <laughs> where people could. I mean, I think we should tell the children. Um, so movies were on these things called VHSs, and you would rent a movie out of a Blockbuster, and then you'd have to you have like a day or two to watch it, and then you had to return it. And if you didn't rewind it, you had to pay a fee. You're in trouble. You're busted if you didn't rewind it. That was the problem. And they had a limited amount of movies. So you had to make sure you got it in time before someone else did. Yeah, totally. Did you ever return your movies um, through that little slot? Or did you go into the um, into that the little what? Store? There was like a little slot. Like if there was oh. after hours. You're so oh. fresh. So um, after hours, I may have. I know I occasionally would attempt to not rewind it if I'm putting it in the slot. I don't know for some reason. I'm like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know. But if you go to give it to them in their hand, they can tell. They can actually tell kids if you rewound it something or not by the amount of tape that you can see on one edge of the uh, <laughs> of the equipment of the contraption. Um, but yeah, it was the the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards was the thing back then they don't have those anymore i think maybe they stopped them in the in the early 20s maybe the early 20s yeah <laughs> no not the early 20s i'm sorry in the in the early aughts in the early aughts right yeah we're in the early 20s we're in the early 20s right now um and we know unfortunately that aliyah passed away in a plane crash on august 25th 2001 um and after her death, this album actually returned to the charts. And then a couple of years ago in 2021, it was re-released and it actually re-entered the charts and peaked at number 10 on the Billboard 200 for the first time ever. Amazing. And this album, One in a Million, um, this was, I'd like to say, was the start of the renaissance of hip hop and R&B. You know, I think we touched about it, we touched on it last week when we were covering Missy. Mm -hmm. And how, um, you know, Missy was definitely, Missy and Timberland were definitely um, pioneers um, in this renaissance of hip hop and R&B. And I think this is kind of where it starts. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It was such a a different sound, just like, like talk about a mixing of like the best of, of both worlds of like hip hop and R&B, but also with this like, futuristic laid back type of type of vibe um they really they really hone that so shout out to them yeah and i think it's a marriage of old school and future beats right because there is always a nod to the past like with missy was sampling you know i can't stand the rain you know especially in this album one in a million there are uh, covers you know there's a cover of marvin gaye's song and there's always a nod and even with the production of the songs you have this new sound the new drum beats new per percussion um but then it's also interlaced with dj scratching and like old school yeah. hip-hop uh elements and, you know, we also have this, these producer ad-libs, which Tim Lennon was huge on. Um, we know Diddy did too, but I always thought Tim Lennon's were cooler. 
Um, <laughs> and that really just added to, to the track, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, you know, what you're saying, what you're saying, what you're saying, <laughs> huh? And it, not just uh, Missy and Timberland, we had uh, Dark Child on this. We had Rodney Jerkins on a couple of tracks as well. So yeah, yeah moving forward. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, as I mentioned, Timmy, uh, Timmy, <laughs> Timberland and Missy produced um, a lot of the album, but she also had other producers as well. As you mentioned, Dark Child, Jermaine Dupree did a track as well. Um, we had... Um, Vincent Herbert did a track, Craig King did a track. We had some, we had a song by Diane Warren. Uh, right. Um, yep. So that, yeah. So it was, you know, she was developing this, this sound, but there were some other things as well that were added, that were included on the album. So it could be, you know, more well-rounded. Well and as you said, it's kind of like, it was kind of this, this, this musical renaissance. Yeah, and so today we're covering um, If Your Girl Only Knew, Gotta Give It Up, featuring Slick Rick, One in a Million, Four Page Letter, The One I Gave My Heart To, and Hot Like Fire. A lot, jam-packed. That's, uh, that's six, that's six singles that we're covering. So, so far she's got the, uh, the second top number of singles from the album, because SWV had seven, seven singles that were released, so yeah. Aaliyah right now is is right behind them with with six, and that that first single was "If Your Girl Only Knew," which came out in July of 1996. It was a Missy Timberland production. It was also one of the first songs that was recorded for the album, and according to Missy, she wrote the song in a rap singing style because up to that point she wasn't really writing songs for single singers according to her um she's quoted as saying i was a rapper but i don't know how to do a bunch of runs so every record that i would attack i would attack it like i'm rap singing it and you can tell by the kind of st staccato lyrics that um or the staccato delivery that Aaliyah has and in most of the the tracks that um that they produced for her the track peaked at number 11 on the u.s billboard hot 100 and it peaked at number one on the u.s hot r&b hip-hop songs and stayed there for about two weeks it also did well internationally um and in 1997 it was re-released as a double a side single with one in a million and charted in the uk um the video was released about a week earlier than the single and you love that. I, lo I love that. I've, yeah, I, I, I love that because it kind of like gives us something to like look forward to. Okay, we see the video, but we must go to The Wiz. I don't know, was The Wiz still around yes, at that time? I want to say that it was. I want to say that it was. Coconuts, Virgin Coconuts. Music Record Store. Virgin Music, Re yeah, all that stuff. Good oh. stuff. Oh, kids, you guys missed it. HMV. Such a good time. HMV. Tower? Tower Records. Stop. Stop. Stop, Stop it. And uh, the video debuted on BET and The Box. And it also got tons of play on MTV. Um, and we also saw some cameos from Missy Elliott, Timbaland, 702, Little Kim. 
and Aaliyah's brother, Rashad, who appeared in a lot of her videos, similar to somebody else we uh, we covered, which was Brandy, who included her brother, Ray J, in lots of her videos. Yeah. And this is... Um... This music video was directed by Joseph Kahn, baby Joseph Kahn, right? So, like, he also did videos. He's famously known for doing videos for Britney Spears. He did Toxic, Stronger, um, and, of course, Janet Jackson, um, Nutty, Nutty, Nutty. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really... Which, can I just can I just say... And and I told yes. you this not that long ago. I was very late in the game when I realized that that was the lyric to that song. I don't know what I thought it was, but I definitely didn't think it was nutty nutty. I thought nutty. it was you. I, I thought I, I told you it was nutty nutty nutty. I think you were playing it and you were saying it, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, are those the lyrics <laughs> of the song?" <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe I was like, "Daddy, daddy, daddy." I don't know what I thought it was, but it was. I'm and I'm not gonna. I will never disclose like how late in the game it was, but it was pretty unacceptable. Right, it was uh, for Doesn't Really Matter, uh, which was on the Nutty Professor soundtrack, and that's why it was nutty. Yeah, yeah, which I get, which makes total sense. That's why I'm like, I don't know what I thought I was <laughs> saying. It's weird. I love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so baby Joseph Codd uh, shot or directed this video. And so the video is primarily black and white. Aaliyah's in, she's a part of a biker gang. It's somewhere downtown in the financial mm -hmm. district in Manhattan. And uh, they walk into a venue and they're greeted by Aaliyah's brother. Um, here she's wearing a biker leather outfit. She has a leather bandana um, while, you know, while she's taking her helmet off. So she walks into the venue and mm -hmm. we see a couple on a swing couch. And the couple, they mm -hmm. don't seem very happy. And yeah. little Kim is the lady in that couple. And she's very not, she's not happy to see Aaliyah. And so when Aaliyah walks in, she's in color. And the gentleman on the couch who's with Kim changes. He was previously black and white, and then now he's in color. And so I think, Ooh. I think in this music video, uh, when someone's in color, they should be focused on, right? Like the attentions on these, on yeah. these people. Um, so it's select color. That's the technique of keeping an image black and white and keeping color on part of the image. And so we've seen that, you know, mm -hmm. on Instagram and, you know, all types yeah. of uh, image sharing uh, platforms. Um, so the guy proceeds to follow Aaliyah into an orange room, which mm -hmm. it seems to have art pieces hanging on the wall and it has a structure mm -hmm. that's holding a plastic screen up which Aaliyah is standing mm -hmm. behind. And so it seems like she's the piece of art. And so he's mm -hmm. like looking at her through that plastic uh, uh, screen. And we also see her sitting on a modern white chair. Um, it's definitely inspired mm -hmm. by the Corona chair that was done in the 60s. Um, yeah, oh. it was a designer, a Danish designer, Paul Rother. Um, yeah. Okay. And so it's something similar, but... Um, you could definitely see that it's influenced. Um, and so we later see the guy, he's actually behind the screen. But in this scenario, mm -hmm. it seems like he's trapped because he's like pressing himself like against the screen. And so I'm thinking yeah. this is like a metaphor, like he's trapped, he's trapped in this relationship. Oh, 
I love your takes, gotta tell you. <laughs> um, but we also see Aaliyah touching the screen as if she's like touching mm -hmm. him, as if she's saying, I want to, but I'm not because mm. you have a girl. Yeah. Um, so there's other shots where it's in full color. We see Aaliyah in an open elevator. She's singing the lyrics and she's joined by Missy and Genuine. Um, there's also a shot of uh, Camila Williams from 702. And she's arguing mm -hmm. uh, with uh, her on-screen boyfriend in the elevator. Yeah, and Cal Camilla of 702, she was really excited that she got to have that little this little solo part in this in this video, which kind of takes me back to our other conversations of these all our favorite recording artists just kind of like having their own relationships and kind of like, hey, are you you want to be in my video? Okay, this is the date, this is the time. Come come through. I'm gonna give you a, a special um a special part in it, which I just think is super cool because they all all our favorite um artists hang out and they're all friendly. Yeah. And yeah, they get along and they talk amongst each other. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, going back to the music video. So at one point, we see the biker gang drive by uh, the Banca Comercial Italiana, which is on Wall Street. In, uh, Say it again. <laughs> in Italiano. Anyways. Um, and so when they drive by, like the banks in green. So I'm, I'm thinking, does this mean they're off to get their money, their paper? Like there's a nod to the like, yeah, we got money. <laughs> So then there's the next scene where Aaliyah is dancing with a room full of people. And um, I love the showmanship of this shot because everyone's dancing towards the camera, like they're facing the camera. So they're breaking the fourth wall. Um, mm. So this video has like, it's performance, but it's also narrative. Mm -hmm. So Aaliyah's in color while she's dancing. And then at one point, a couple of the male dancers are in color while dancing with her. But then when she yep. pushes them away, they turn into black and white. But then... Genius! <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, you should look at them, but not anymore, because she's over them. Um, yeah. But when the song breaks down, Aaliyah and her four male backup dancers are in color. And by the end of it, everyone who's dancing are in color. And then we finally get into like a, a close-up, a black and white extreme close-up of Aaliyah, and we get to see Aaliyah's eyes, both of them, because <laughs> she's normally right. covering one of them with her bang, which I think is a yeah. great look. Like, don't get me wrong, uh, but it was yeah. refreshing to see both eyes. And um, as the video progresses, her eyes begin to turn color, like blue and green. And um, yeah. that reminds me of at the time when I was a teen, everyone was getting colored contacts. <laughs> Mm. But the technology wasn't there yet, and so everyone just looked right, like right. aliens, right? Yeah. They look <laughs> so, so fake. They look so fake. Yeah, I remember wanting to get a pair, but I'm sorry. I yeah. I love my dark eyes, so. Yeah. And then you had those people who were just kind of like, no, my eyes are this color. What are you talking <laughs> about? They've always been this color. And it's like, boo-boo. <laughs> no, don't you try to get no. like the original gaslighting. No. Yeah, like, no. Too sweet. <laughs> Throughout the music video, uh, we see uh, words like gone and leave, and they're like painted on mm -hmm. plexiglass in front of the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. And overall, the topic of the music video, or even the song, 
is I kind of love, right? Because she's saying, if your girl only knew, she'd want to get rid of you. But yeah. if you only, if your girl only knew that I want to get with you, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So she's entertaining the thought. Um, but she's like Robin is kind of like advising, just thinking, yeah, <laughs> advising, you know, her love interest that, you know, she found out she'll get rid of you and she won't have to worry. So it's kind of like, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah, which I kind of love. And what I love about this track too is Timberland, where he goes, what you saying? What you saying? You ain't saying nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it seems like a threat, like, oh, I'm gonna tell yeah. your girl. And he's like, you're not gonna tell my girl nothing. You're gonna hang out yeah. with me, which I yeah. love the confidence, right? Um, yeah, a great song. Yeah. It was so like, again, I was a huge fan of Aaliyah, the first album. Um, and then hearing this new sound, um, I don't know, it just, it meant everything. Like earlier you had Brandy, which was a great album in its own right. And then you had, you know, Aaliyah come out a year later, I think, or was it the same year? Not that much distance between them. Right. And um, still equally talented, but just like a whole different vibe. But again, like ushering in that, that new sound that um, something that you really kind of never heard before especially for somebody who is that young right i remember um when hearing the album for the first time i at first was a little disappointed because i was expecting a version two of aj nothing but a number mm -hmm. but then i think after one listen i'm like this is amazing <laughs> like yeah like, i've never heard anything like it before and yeah um, and there was some ownership, right? Because I loved Aaliyah from the start. And so yeah. it's kind of like, oh, that's my girl and she's doing it. Yeah. And also it's kind of like, you know, somebody puts out one album and you're kind of like, that's great. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. But then, you know, what's next? Can can they do it again? And the fact that her her sound completely changed, it's like, oh no, not only is she doing it again, but she's doing it better. Overall, hot song, hot music video, which kind of leads us to our next track. Yeah, and we got to give it up. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that next track was... <laughs> that next track was Got to Give It Up, which featured Slick Rick. Um, it was, it contained a rap by Slick Rick. And again, we know that um, this was a cover. So Marvin Gaye did the writing on this, the original version. Vincent Herbert, a.k.a. Tamar Braxton's ex-hubby, um, who was also very instrumental in Lady Gaga's career, and Craig King produced this track. So this was the second single that was released, but it was released outside of the U.S. only. It charted in New Zealand and in the U.K. It was a Marvin Gaye cover, and it actually had a Michael Jackson Beat It sample. Slick Rick was actually on work release from prison when he recorded his verse, which I don't know if you remember when um, Slick Rick went to jail for, I think it was tax evasion, maybe, or something to that effect. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, but he was able to, to, to drop a verse um, on this for the album. 
he didn't actually appear in the video for uh, obvious reasons. Um, and her brother Rashad also made a cameo in this video. Right. I did not realize that this had a music video. Yeah, I, I actually so... didn't realize either. I, I not a full, full disclosure, I don't remember this. And it's also probably because it was not released in the US, but I don't recall hearing it on the radio, although it might, it's possible that it maybe it was played. But I enjoyed, you know, looking, seeing it when I looked at it, you know, earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the music video has a quality that, yes, feels international. You know what I mean? Like there's a no shame on PAL conversions. Um, <laughs> for those people who are in the industry and uh, no formats. Um, but yeah, there's, it's not as uh, crisp as, you know, a US video, I would say. And so the music video starts with Aaliyah, Aaliyah driving up on an orange muscle car. I want to say it's a Cadillac DeVille, uh, but don't quote me I'm on totally that. I'm totally gonna quote you on that. And she's also, okay. And I quote, <laughs> she's an orange um, Cadillac DeVille. And she's also wearing an orange motorcycle jacket, which kind of ties into the mm -hmm. first video. Um, and so she's in a, what I'm assuming a New York, a busy New York street. And so she sees a store window and she sees Marvin Gaye performing yeah. in it. And so Leah smiles and says, you know what? I want to join this. And so she, uh, we see her enter the window display from behind and there's a microphone hanging from above and she proceeds to sing Marvin Gaye's classic, Gotta Give It Up. And so people start noticing this and they start dancing in the street. Mm, they kind of start a street party. <laughs> and uh, through the performance, you see images of Marvin Gaye, as you mentioned, performing next to Aaliyah. Um, this was way before holograms. Yeah, um, true. So, you know, there's no doubt that he was not there. So she's having a good time and She's seeing everyone having a good time. So she kicks down the glass, the glass uh, display and she joins the people because she's yeah. from the people. She's of the people and from yeah. the people. <laughs> and um, she later jumps on the hood of a taxi and um, it's giving fame. Love. Movie for the kids that don't know, <laughs> look it up. Um, we do see the police, um, but it doesn't get escalated. Everyone's just having a good time. It's a big old street party. It was a different um, time. Different time. Um, well, I'll, at the end of it, I'll tell you what, what I'm thinking, why, why the police didn't do anything. But um, as you mentioned, Slick Rick was on this track. And they, the beginning interlude that we hear on the album is not included in this music video. And the interlude in the music on the album is basically quintessential slick rick where he's talking to himself and and the shorties are are all over him and he's telling them to back off shorty back <laughs> off <laughs> um so it's like quintessential slick rick and uh, it's fun i think it's a great great way to introduce the song and get you into the vibe because you're feeling like this is an old school jam like yeah. a slick rick song yeah. And she also, you know, in terms of, you know, the fashion of it all, we know that she was known for her, her baggy, her baggy jean style and her crop tops. So she had that mix of, which we spoke about with SWV, like that kind of like that 
that R&B with a rough edge. And for this one, you know, she was given some homage to uh, Michael Jackson with that red, with that red jacket. And we know she had her, her shades on um, and she was just, you know, being herself and just, you know, being with the crowd and performance video. Yeah, it was an okay video. <laughs> um, expected more, um, but that song is, yeah, it's a, such a jam, like reminds you of an old school version and yeah, it was a great way to start a party. Yeah. I, I don't, I wonder kind of similar to um, what we said with Robin with Dance All Queen, um, not our favorite video, mm. but this particular video was not for U.S. audiences. It was international. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it did chart. Um, it wasn't a, you know, a commercial success by any means, but it did chart. And there is also something to the nostalgia I know that, um, you know, when we are listening yeah. to music or when I was listening to music in the 90s in the car radio stations and my mom was there, we stumble upon um, a track that somebody had sampled. And it's kind of like, oh, I remember that from, you know, my childhood or when I used to go out or, you know, whatever. And it's kind of like bringing those songs to a new audience. Um, which I'm always a fan of. I think that's always great. Have, have you know, get a new audience for, you know, a song that was such a big, a big hit. Right. Actually, I used to date uh, older gentlemen. And <laughs> so they would like rock really? the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like really young or really, really old. Um, <laughs> um, and so they would play the original and I would know it and they would look at me with respect as in, oh, you know this song, but I would never tell them why. No, never, <laughs> ne never tell them why. Never tell them why I know the cover. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know the original. It's like, no, not so much. And also wanted to add that Paul Hunter directed this video. As we mentioned in a previous episode, they were really kind of a handful of directors who were directing all of the videos for these nine for these 90s artists and Paul Hunter was one of them and he actually directed the one in a million single that was the next single that was released it was released as the second single here but it was the third overall because we just talked about got to give it up as the the second single and it was actually released as a double a side single with it if your girl only knew in the US and the song actually peaked at number 15 on the UK singles chart. However, it was ineligible to enter the Billboard Hot 100 and Hot R&B Hip Hop charts due to the Billboard rules at the time. Apparently they had a rule where like, if songs weren't available commercially, if you couldn't buy them, then it couldn't chart on this specific chart. But it did peak at 25 on the radio songs chart and it was atop the R&B Hip Hop airplay charts as well as charting in the UK and in New Zealand. It debuted on BET and The Box. It was also nominated for a Soul Train Award for Best R&B Soul Single in 1998. At first, uh, I thought this was an interesting fact, it was tough to actually get this song played on the radio. According to the Black Round Records CEO, Jomo Hankerson, who's actually also Aaliyah's cousin, 
many radio stations had a problem with what they called the cricket sounds in the song. Oh yeah. Which I think is hella interesting because that is one of my favorite parts yeah. of the song because it's like like just like little little flavor. Little little Timbaland flavor. Um and they actually the record company also flirted with the idea of creating a more radio friendly remix. <laughs> But to avoid that, they actually went in the studio and grabbed the two-inch reels, which kids, <laughs> things used to be recorded on reels. This was before the, the the digital age, and it was reels. And even before that, it was like three-quarter inch. This was like a um, a two-inch. They were like three-quarter. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. They were heavy. Um, they were they were heavy. It was it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot. So anyway, in order to avoid any unauthorized remixes, her team actually grabbed those two-inch reels from the studio um, and took them away. So they wouldn't just be like hanging around having um, having drinks or listening to the radio and then all of a sudden hear this completely different version of One in a Billion. Could you imagine? Oh, I'm so glad they didn't touch it. I know. It's just one of those one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, okay, it's not being played. What can we, what do we need to do to fix that? And it's just kind of like, okay, we need to change something. And it's like, no, it either needs time or it needs to find its specific audience. And it looks like both of those things were true because with time and a little time and you know finding its audience, that was like the new sound. But I also think that, you know. You, when you don't know what, when you don't understand something, you don't know what to do with it. So you're, there's some resistance. Then they also used to say that, oh, I don't know how to mix it. I can't mix it in. It doesn't sound like anything else. So it's, it's not something I can mix and, you know, that the DJ can mix. And it's kind of like, well, you know, you're a DJ. You can figure it out. You're pretty creative. You can, you know, figure something out. And eventually they did. And thank goodness, because talk about a, a change and a shift, because we know how much this did for the culture. Yeah. I mean, and the video. I mean, come on. It was gorgeous. I mean, we see Aaliyah dressed in, in leather and black, mm -hmm. lying on a black convertible Cadillac DeVille <laughs> convertible. This one's definitely a Cadillac DeVille. <laughs> um, and then fans approach her as well as paparazzi. And then later Timberland and Missy join them in the front seat of the car. And she's just relaxing. She's just singing her heart out, not stressed at all. Um, the next scene we see a, a mysterious set of legs going up some some steps that are lit. Um, and that leads to Leah and she's on a chair, which kind of seems like a throne um, that sits over an industrial sized fan. Mm -hmm. And she's wearing an eye patch with a hole in it and a male and, and a chainmail top yeah um we later see that the throne um it is facing a crane-like apparatus mm -hmm. that has a spot uh, has a spotlight on her which that apparatus had the lights had eyes which was kind of creepy um but it also had monitors and so it's it feels very mad max feels very yes 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 Right. And so it makes sense. Right. Because uh, 
Missy and Timberland sound is very futuristic. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so the future looks bleak. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. And so on the monitor and the security camera, we see genuine. Then that flips to uh, a complete contrast where we see Aaliyah in a white clean room. She's dressed in white along with uh, another dancer. And um, it's the same room that we see Genuine in. And can we talk about the slow, exaggerated dance moves? We have to. We have to. I it's, was just thinking, yes, yes. It's just like, you don't need to do a lot. You don't need you just, to do a lot, yeah. You just have to feel the beat, feel the vibe. Yeah. And yeah, just it was so refreshing to see that yeah this was uh when i thought of i'm and i was angry at myself when i thought of this when i was watching re-watching it don't be angry i know but don't treat don't treat my friend like that no, talk about swag like this yes. has this was so much i can't even think of another word this was the word that i would use to describe before the you know advertising execs got to using it and now everything is swaggerific and bespoke. Anyway, um, but like, talk <laughs> I when people say bespoke, I get so upset. I can't. What's the other one they use? It's um, oh, I can't think. Yeah, it's you know, but but talk about so much like just cool, cool, intuitive. It was Intu intuitive. Oh, it was intuitive. Gotcha. Okay. Intuitive. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, it's just a lot. And just people latch on to these words and they just, they just, they do too much. But anyway, I'm going to, it was very swaggy. She was so cool and, and I can't, like, you can't see the move I'm doing, but just like these the slow, like very staccato movements that were just super cool. And she loved a body roll and she worked yes. a body roll. She worked a body roll. And I love a body roll. Yeah. And and shout out to Fatima Robinson who choreographed this video. Of course. Um of course that makes so much sense. Yeah. She she choreographed this video and, and she would do more of the a couple more videos on this album in addition to her other albums and just um just, you know, amazing. She was able to work with Aaliyah and kind of develop her style, her dancing style for these, for this album and the albums um, yet to come. So that's, you know, pretty awesome. And can I add, I remember I couldn't, I could not find any information about the dancer the that was in her, in the white scenario. But I remember back in the day when this first came out, me and my friends, that's all we wanted to know was who was that? Yeah. And I remember we were just kind of like, we love his mouth. I don't know why. He was just so hot. Oh, like, I, he, he just was so, was hot. so hot. And I was just like, what is, oh my gosh. And then that little, like, that little move at the end. when Bankhead bounce? Was, they kind of do like a, the bankhead bounce? No, no, no. It yes, like a... it was, yes, the bankhead bounce. But then afterwards, I guess it was when they were together, when they when he was holding her. I guess that kind of was, the, that, that was the, the kind of bankhead oh, bounce. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but they did the bankhead bounce before that. And then after that, they were kind of, cuddled up like standing and then just did a did a did a dance that was just so very simple it was kind of it was if i'm not mistaken it was pretty much like a two-step 
like like a, a kind of like running two step, but together. So I'm just saying it was very simple. It wasn't anything drawn out or, or complicated, and it just really encapsulated who she was at that moment. I wanted to be her. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be him. I just wanted too much. I wanted a lot while I was watching this video. Same, same. I wanted to be her. I wanted to be him. I wanted to be with both of them. <laughs> it was a problem. Uh, yeah, but the dancing, it was just art, right? Like yeah. art, not like just choreography. It was art. Um, yeah, so let's go back to the video. And <laughs> so Aaliyah leaves her throne mm -hmm. and meets a genuine. And when she walks into the room, she like blows kisses at him. And if I feel like she's catcalling him. <laughs> Like he's a piece of meat. Like it just he's he feels objectified. I feel, mm -hmm. and then she manhandles him and takes his jacket off, unzips unzips his sleeve, because his sleeve had zippers, and uh, revealed the tattoo that read Aliyah. Um, so basically, he's her property, which right is hot because <laughs> she's a badass bitch, right? She definitely is. She definitely is. Um... I thought it was really interesting that he was the love, the love interest in this video because around this time she was about 17 and he probably would have been like 26, probably. So we've got a little bit of a, of an age difference there. Mm. And um, I, that, that was, it was a different time. So um, that is something I was actually trying to think of what that would be likened to today, but that would never happen today. Cause so I couldn't even no. think of, of, of a, of a scenario. And, um, and again, you know, Missy and Timbaland, they were a part of the, um, who we talked about last week, uh, the basement crew. The super friends. Oh, and the super friends, yeah. And the super friends, but what was the 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 swing mob? They were part of a swing mob. So, and you know, Timlin mm -hmm. and Missy, they were producing for for genuine and all that. So they were all they were all a crew. It was it was all good, and everybody it was, family. was, was it, it was family. So I'm sure that that you know played into that a lot. Um, and it wasn't anything. I don't think it was like inappropriate. He was just you know in the video, but he was definitely the the love interest. So. You know, right. yeah. But we listen. I li we lived for it back then. We were like, yes, genuine yeah. pony, Aaliyah, yes, <laughs> tattoo, work. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it works. It. Yeah, it made sense. Yeah, totally. And it's acting, right? Like it's acting, yeah. right? Showmanship, if you will. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> so, um, um, and so later we see uh, Aaliyah on a a platform that's lit. Um, and she's wearing a white leather biker jumpsuit with black accents. And she puts on her, her like trademark glasses, right? She, she's always wearing black glasses. Um, and then the end, at the end of the music video, uh, we see Aaliyah being, a, well, we see Aaliyah driving off on a motorcycle. Um, and the person who was driving said motorcycle was Deals. And he was born as Sigmund Siggy 
Jackson Jr. And he's the oldest son of Jackie J Jackson. And Jackie was a former member of the Jackson Five. So, you know. Connection. That, uh, he was the oldest son of uh, Michael and Janet's uh, brother, Jackie Jackson. Right. And at the time, Deals was 19 years old. And so that makes more sense. That definitely makes more sense. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I get, listen, but people know who Genuine was. So it's like, yes, like it also makes sense to have some, a face who you, you know, know there. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's, especially in a post-apocalyptic post uh, scenario. Like you, you want, go. you want people, you know, around. There you go. Yeah. Do you think that Siggy wrote Alia a four page letter? Um, possibly not, but I feel like Ali Alia did write it for someone else. Interesting. Yeah. So we also know that this was another Missy and Timbaland creation. The single came out March 18th of 1997. It peaked at number 12 on the R&B hip hop airplay charts and number 26 on the rhythmic chart. Internationally, it peaked at number 24 on the UK singles chart. Uh, the music video made its television debut in April of 1997. Alia's brother, Rashad, actually came up with the concept for this. Um, he came up with a short film concept and then Daniel Pearl, who was the director, he kind of put it into a, uh, a treatment form. And just for some reference, Daniel, Daniel Pearl also directed Mariah Carey's Butterfly video. Oh. Yeah. This video was filmed at the Sable Ranch that is near Los Angeles. The video was also filmed at the Sable Ranch, which is about uh, 45 minutes northeast of Los Angeles. I love this music video. Um, it starts out with Aaliyah walking through the forest with a long leather trench coat and like leather pants and leather top. So there's a leather theme we're seeing since, um, you know, her biker intro. Yeah. Um, and um, the top she's wearing has like metallic pieces that feel like armor, mm -hmm. which I'm sure you would need post uh, post apocalypse, right? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> so Leah's secretly watching a man dance um, near a rustic village. The dancing seems like fighting movements as well, mm -hmm. and the man's wearing like a Phantom of the Opera mask, <laughs> so it's covering half of his face. But uh-oh, we see another man grabbing some chains and wrapping around his hands in order to, like, attack our dancing love interest. And so Aliyah's not thrilled with that. So Aliyah arrives in a uh, suede outfit uh, to the camp or the village um, named Redemption. Mm -hmm. We know it's named Redemption because the neon light says so. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, Aliyah did not come alone. She had her two dancers, as one should. One should always travel with at least two dancers. Two dancers. Um, everyone in the camp, they're peeking out of their tents, and they seem like trouble's going to go down, because when people are dancing, be careful. Um, so the dancing love interest is in a cage, which is on a tree, and... Aliyah uh, proceeds to sing and dance with her backup dancers um, in front of the guys. And it feels very, like, ritualistic. It felt yeah. tribal. Yeah. 
Um, and the guy responds with dancing in his cage. So he's, you know, he's liking it. He's accepting it. He's into <laughs> yeah. it. He's into it. Yeah, totally. Um, it seems like when they shot this, it was cold because you could see Aaliyah's breath, um, which kind of gives it like a magical feel. Yeah. Uh, and it had to be rough because she was, you know, in a mid-drift and her dancers were sleeveless. So, I mean, it's cold. Yeah. And they're not wearing much. Um, and so with her dancing, she conjures up a four-page letter and it magically appears in our love interest's cage. Magic. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> dancing is magic. Um, and so the guy who kidnapped her, uh, kidnapped him, uh, does not like this. So he's challenging him to a duel. And so they start fighting and their fighting style is um they're using capoeira mm. which is brazilian um fighting which is fighting slash dancing yeah and so lover boy is getting beat the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> um and alia's uh not having it um so she shows up in a, a silver outfit with flames behind her and she blows a ring of fire around around her boo to protect him you got to protect and, your boo. <laughs> uh, and uh, she removes his mask and he's adorable. Yeah, he is. He is. He is super cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they proceed to dance, uh, which feels like ceremonial, right? Yeah. Um, and he gets down on one knee. Um, but while they're dancing at the end, they do this, uh, this stomp with one of their legs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to this very day when this song plays, I still do that stomp. Yeah. Um, wherever I'm at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so our tale ends with the mask and the page of her four-page letter um, in the circle of fire. And um, yeah, that's how the video ends. What are your thoughts? This was a little bit, seemed a little bit more ritualistic, but I, f I feel like it's it was still Aaliyah. Well, I think it ties in well together because it is uh, post-apocalyptic. The first one, right? Uh, mm -hmm. One in a million, right? Um, and here it feels, some people have said that it's very like Lord of the Flies. So right. like, so people are just like intense, like yeah. starting a new society. And so mm -hmm. there's still a tie-in with like leather and suede. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like, you know, people are still kind of like rummaging and trying to figure out how to survive the apocalypse or post-apocalypse. Uh, post yeah. Um, so yeah, so I feel like it's it's related. Yeah, it's, it's related, but it's also like a little bit different. I'm not making much sense, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you, you are correct and I am incorrect. As, as per as, usual. As per usual. I, as per usual, yeah. I think that's the theme. Um, <laughs> One thing I wanted to add that I thought was interesting was there was that opening shot of the video and the director mentioned that they used a 75 foot long crane arm that act, that randomly came from Russia. And if you take another look at the video, like that opening shot is about a minute long. So um, you know, they obviously shot that in like, you know, one take and they like normally, uh, yeah. in, unless you have a specific 
vision on wanting a really long shot like that, you usually kind of want to break that up and put some cutaways. And after he saw it, he was like, I like it, but I think we need to kind of cut it up a little bit. But Aaliyah and team were kind of like, no, we love that. We need that long shot. So, you know, it stayed in the picture, which I, I love that shot. Yeah. I love a long shot. You do. You do. I know you, I know you love a long shot. That's the word on the street. Which brings us to our next uh, music video, and that is the one I gave my heart to. So this was written by Diane Warren, who we don't even have time to talk about all the songs that Diane Warren has written, but she's she's written the big ones. She's usually into like power ballads for like, you know, just enter any power ballad and her name will normally pop, pop up. Always nominated for a Grammy. Always nominated for a Grammy. Um, it was produced by Daryl Simmons and Guy Roach. It was released on August 25th of 1997. It debuted at number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100, and then it peaked at number nine, becoming the highest peaking single from the One in a Million album, which I think is pretty interesting, but I'm not surprised. Um, Diane Warren really wanted to work with Alia and really wanted her to do a different style of song that showcased a different side of her and show her vocal range, which this song really did. Babyface was actually supposed to produce, but he ultimately couldn't make the session. So he enlisted his longtime collaborator, Daryl Simmons, to do it. And, you know, he produced the album version of the song. The video uses the single version of the song which Guy Roach produced. And this kept the second half of the first verse, which was actually cut out for the version that was used for radio airplay. Yep. And so the music video is, uh, it's very simple. It's very, it's more about the lyrics and it's more about the song and uh, Aaliyah's vocal ability and, and her beauty. Gorgeous, <laughs> um, gorgeous. Yeah, because we get a lot of close-ups of her face and uh, yeah stunning um so she walks into an empty house which seemed like it sold so i'm wondering does she use a realtor um <laughs> the house the house has good bones it, <laughs> really has good bones. it definitely looks like it does for sure yeah and so Aaliyah's inside the house and it has wooden floors and walls um and in the house there's a room and there's a mirror on the floor and Aaliyah sings and is looking through that mirror, which takes us to her where she's outside. Well, she's on a sitting on a wooden bench with an ivy wall behind her. Mm -hmm. And in, in that scene, she's wearing um, like a vinyl motorcycle jacket, jacket and boots, which kind of still ties us to the motorcycle theme. Yes, there's um, a theme here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at one point, um, we pull back, and when we're on the wooden bench, we realize she was outside the entire time. And um, yeah, the final scene has Aaliyah performing outside, um, and it starts to rain, and she's wearing white. And I think it just goes to show the feelings of this music video, right? Like she had heartache and pain. How could someone who loved her bring her such pain? And then at the end, you know, 
she's crying like the rain represents like tears and just washing away all that you know baggage and just starting new and that's why she's in white but you have to kind of go through it and go through the rain to kind of you know get to the other side um but yeah it's re yeah it's really about the lyrics and um again yeah her her beauty yeah yeah we really got to see her that you know a bunch of close-ups and this was the only video where it just featured her there was nobody else in the video but her in different scenes so we really kind of got to see her for who she really was. And we got to really hear her voice in a different capacity, really. This was like, you know, you would call this a, probably you would call this a one, you would call this a power ballad, I think. Put yeah. it in that category, yeah. at least, for sure. Um, and even, it, it even reminded me of, um, I, I, it reminded me a little bit. One of the shots reminded me of Whitney Houston, the bodyguard. Um, just the way yes. it kind of the, the the close up and the way it kind of pulled pulled away. And and yeah, like she, I actually I think it wasn't until this song that I actually realized her range, mm -hmm. um, because all the other songs they don't really they don't really showcase that range. But yeah. it's like, oh yeah. no, she's. She came to play, like, yeah. She can belt. She can, she can belt. belt. Yeah. And then, you know, we have the, you got to love the consummate, like, rain shower moment where, you know, at the end, the rain's coming down and just pouring your heart and you're spinning around because you were just, how could you do it? Now I'm in the rain. And not for nothing for a black woman to get her hair. And she had long hair. To get her hair like mm. wet like that, you really, you really feeling ways about that. And they're yeah. not good ways. You're really going through it. You're really going through it. I mean, as a cancer, um, there is nothing I love more than a song about heartache and pain and you know, singing in the rain. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's kind it's kind of beautiful. Just like you. <laughs> And you know what? I am beautiful. And you know what else? I'm also hot like fire. <laughs> oh, that is a great transition. Um, that leads us to the next music video, which is hot like fire. Look at that. Amazing. Um, that actually, again, another Timbo, Missy Elliott production. production. I call them that because yes, they call me on the weekends. That is actually not true, but I wish they did. That came out September 16th of 1997. Um, and then the video was released before that. And we are we already know that I that I love that. This was the B-side of the one I gave my heart to single. It was also ineligible to enter the Billboard Hot 100 but it peaked at number 31 on the R&B hip hop airplay charts. It uh, also peaked at number 30 on the UK singles chart. It was Timbaland's groove mix, which was used for this video instead of the album version. And it had a bunch of cameos. Yeah. <laughs> this music video was amazing. Um, I feel like I use that word a lot, but I mean, it was. So the first scene we see is 
some red car is leading a fire truck down the street. And the video starts with like a, a large amount of people outside, like in the hood on a very hot summer night. And I remember like people in my neighborhood that couldn't afford like AC, like we would hang out outside in the summertime when it was cooler. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just what you did. Yeah. Um, and here, here we see uh, people playing double dutch. There's like card games. They're having a, a barbecue. And so it doesn't seem like they're having a lot of fun. I mean, it's hot. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then Aaliyah drives in. She's driving the red convertible. And then behind those cars is the Hummer with Tim Millen and Missy. I guess they found the keys to the Jeep. Um, And then they're fired, followed by a a fire engine. And um, the setting quickly changes um, once Aaliyah drives in and gets out of the car. And then everything is red because it's hot. Yes. Like like fire. fire. It's hot like Like fire. fire. Yeah. (laughs) And then we just see Aaliyah dancing um, in the crowd. Um, the boring night just turned into a proper block party. It's just like, it was drabby and now it's like cool and edgy because you have all these celebrities, you know, like you said, there's cameos. Um, we see a lot of little Kim and we see a lot of little Kim in these music videos. Yeah, we do. Cause Um, they were, everybody was friends. I love that. They were all friends. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Aaliyah's uh, performing, like there's a stage, and so she's dancing uh, with Fatima. We see Fatima we see dancing Fatima. alongside her. Yeah. And it's it's just like, it's everyone we know and love, and they're all hanging yeah. out and having a, a great time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they're performing on stage. There's sparks behind them. We see Timbaland and Missy, and they're performing, oh, like, you know, they're, they're parts of the song on a motorcycle, which still, you know, ties the motorcycle theme. There's a theme all, here for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in my notes, I wrote choreo. Yeah. <laughs> because this music video is all about the choreo. Yeah. It's it's so good. Um, uh, we see Aaliyah in a red camo cargo pants. Um and her stylist was saying that um, he put her in wallabies, which are those like those boots. Yeah. Um, because Aaliyah has Jamaican blood in her. Mm-hmm. And so he's a big fan of like dance hall music. And so that's kind of what he was trying to, to evoke in the um, in the aesthetic. Right. Yeah. And um, I should point out that Timbaland throughout the song is... Um, doing Tom Steiner. Yes. From Suzanne Vega. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Do it which for me. What's he first... doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? We don't have rights for that. Um, <laughs> but And that is one of my go-to karaoke songs. Full circle. It's a good one. Oh, you know that's why? an excellent idea. Tell me. Yeah. No range. Uh... <laughs> Fair. No range. Yeah. Fair. And you know what? Most people know the words. It's, yeah. That was the first MP3. Did you know that? Ever? Or yep. the one that you had? Or just like ever, ever in life? Ever. Ever in life. When they were creating oh. creating uh, the format, um, they used that 
to um, to figure it out. And um, oh, interesting. MPEG one audio layers three. That's what MPEG three oh. means. What's wow. that's what MP three means. Right, right, right. Yep. Technology, gaze and stem. Nerd. Gaze and stem. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what a, a highlight of it, like you were mentioning, like there, there's just cameos, right? I had never seen changing faces with this crew, right? Yeah. And um, we all know changing faces worked with R. Kelly in the past, and so... I know. But don't you dare mention that name. I know, I know. I didn't, yeah. But it felt like, oh, they're free. And so, um, yeah. I love changing faces and uh, yeah. seeing them part of this crew. I was just super excited. I'm like, oh, are they going to do collabos? But um, yeah. Yeah, definitely check out uh, Changing Faces if you don't know who they are. And then let us know what you think. Yeah. Any thoughts on the music video? I also peeped the um, a Bryce. Wilson cameo in the video. Do you oh, remember Bryce Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from Groove Theory. Groove yeah, Theory, he's yep. in the front. Yeah, he's in the. There's a couple of close-ups of the fire truck, and he's kind of in front of it, and he's just like moving. And it's like, oh, right, that guy. Tell me if you want me to. Do you remember when we went to see Amel Larue? Yes. At the BB Kings. BB Kings in Times Square. Yes. I loved it. You hated it. I didn't <laughs> I didn't hate it. I thought she had a really good voice. What was my issue? Why did I even I know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. BB Kings was a great venue and she's was a great artist and I love her collaboration with with Bryce Wilson for Tell Me What You Want to Do and um I wonder what they're doing now. I know. Oh, we should probably check that out. It would be nice to hear from them. We will report back once we do some research on them. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. What Aaliyah did here was very similar to what SWV did, right? Where Hot Like Fire is the first track. Well, the first full track, uh, not counting the intro um, of One in a Million. And so we're all familiar with the song, right? We all had the album. And so this is a different version of the original, which is a little stripped down and slow. We knew the song, but we didn't know it like this. Yeah. Yeah, everyone sang along because we knew the song and we loved it. She changed our lives for the better. And so can I tell you about like the theme of all these music videos and how I see they all kind of like play together? Yeah. So I'm thinking with If Your Girl Only Knew was like right when like the apocalypse was about to happen, right? where the streets are empty and so we're all just partying having a good time because it's the end of the world and then we go to same thing with got to give it up and you know we're dancing in the streets and the police they're not going to do anything because you know what it's the end of the world so it's fine <laughs> i like where this is going yeah and so we get into one in a million and so we're there you know it's mad max right She's just trying to save, you know, stay safe. And, um, you know, she has her boy toy. She's good. Four page letter. Like I said, it's like Lord of the Flies, like camp, you know, like we're just trying to start society again. She takes her, her dancing boo 
um, the relationship doesn't work out. So she goes to the house that they were living in and now it's empty. <laughs> and then it just takes us to modern day now where like we're back in society. Yes, there's no AC, but you know what? We're still gonna do a, we're gonna do a um a good uh, street party, a block party, if you will. And so it brings us back to um, society and the world's the world's back. You always have the hottest takes. I swear. <laughs> some might say brilliant. Some might say stupid. No, I will. I will say brilliant in this. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with brilliant. Um. Overall, amazing album, no skips. Um, I as soon as it was available on vinyl, I got it on a vinyl. Um, I love this this album. I can't say more about it because it's amazing. It's it's a big classic, and it really staked the claim in the new sound and the new direction of hip hop and R and B. Definitely. Which brings us to. The segment of the show that uh, we like to call. So, what are you listening to? Um, hey. We <laughs> we each have thirty seconds or more, more or less, <laughs> to go over <laughs> songs we're listening to this week. Uh, it doesn't have to do with the week's this week's album or artist. Um, it doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. It doesn't have to have a music video, um, but it can. And so, um, I'm going to ask you, Crystal. So, what are you listening to? You know what? There were a few things I was listening to. So I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm going to talk about two of them really quickly. The first one. What? I really, really quickly. So at first I was listening to the one in a million remix, which oh, had a video yeah. that was on the sprung soundtrack, which I wasn't, I didn't realize or I've forgotten that there was another video. Um, I didn't know this video. Yeah, it was it was based on um Daniel Pearl directed both of them, but it was based on the original one. It just had different it had it incorporated some clips from Sprung the movie. And then Got there it. were certain things that were cut out like we really didn't see too much of the of her and the and the dancer in the um in the, in the white backdrop. Um which as far as I'm concerned, like he's one of my favorite parts. So it's like, I need to see him. So I wasn't, you know, but it was, it was a different, it was a different mix. It was a good mix. I liked it. It was, it was fun. Yeah, Timbaland, Timbaland's that. groove mix. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. But then what really was sticking in my head for most of the time was the tribute video that they did using um, Alia's Miss You track, which didn't oh. make it to her next album it just got cut but they did wind up kind of releasing it they used that track and then re released the video with a bunch of features of different people i won't won't name all of them but we know dmx starts it out missy elliott's in it static major dallas austin um tweet lil kim tony braxton um rosario dawson um, and it's just folks, you know, just given a, a tribute. And I think, I think that's a, it's a strong track anyway. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So I, I would have crying. loved for it to be, oh yeah. It's, I was definitely in my, in my emotions this week, listening to that, oh. to that track. Yeah. And it actually was, was nominated for best R&B video at the 2003 MTV video awards. But that's what I have been listening to. Um, 
and I had kind of forgotten about it, but as soon as you hear the beginning of that song, you're like taken back and you're like, oh, right. This is, this is what this was, this was about. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, oh. I definitely, I definitely miss me some Aaliyah for sure. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah, totally. Oh. Totally. That said, what are you listening to? Um, so I am listening to, um, it's funny because we say it doesn't have to be related to the artist, but it usually is. It's always related <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah. somehow, right? Um, I'm listening to uh, Junior Mafia featuring Aliyah, I Need You Tonight. Oh. Do you remember that? I do It was don't. the second single. No, it was the second oh. single uh, released from Junior Mafia's debut album, Conspiracy. Um, and here they sample Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam's classic, I wonder if I take you home. Would you oh. still be in love, baby? And so I love it because there you go. Yeah. Um, I loved it because it shows Latino pride. Uh Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Uh, Wepa? <laughs> what's that? Wepa? Oh. Wepa? Is that yeah, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Does that like, mean does like, like yay? Yeah, Wepa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. feel free to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the album version features Faith Evans, and she does the chorus. Um, but the single version has Aliyah singing it instead. And in the music video, we have Aliyah uh, singing it. And um, I love the fact that Aliyah is hanging out with Junior Mafia, right? Like, yeah, like they, you know. They're they have like street cred, but she's a nice girl and she can still hang out with them. Yeah. Yep. The best so of both worlds. Yeah. The music video is um basically Junior Mafia throwing a house party while Lil Kim is um in Colombia trying to negotiate a deal with a drug lord. Um, as one does. As one does. <laughs> um and yeah, uh Aliyah's in there and like uh, you know, people are trying to hit on her and she's like, oh, I'm not having it. Um, but she's still having a good time. Uh, but so, so definitely, it's I can't find the um, the Alia version on Apple Music. So uh, everyone will have to watch. Uh, I can't even watch. I find the music video on Apple Music. So everyone will have to watch it on YouTube on the YouTube playlist. Um, so what are you listening to playlist? So check that out. Oh, cool! I can't wait to. I don't remember this. I'm gonna have to. Can't wait to take a look at the video. I can't wait to take a look at you. Weirdo. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me right now. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. This was, yeah. I mean, I feel like we say this pretty often, but this was, this was a fun one. This, I love this, this episode. I love this artist. I love this album. Um, if you haven't listened to it, start to finish, you have to. Yeah. It's one of the ones, in case you were wondering. <laughs> that does it for this edition of Remember Music Videos. Want to thank everyone who gave us a listen. A huge thank you to Aliyah for giving us something to talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culver of Lady Socket. If you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel, Apple Music, and Facebook. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMV, as in Remember Music Videos, podcast. 
Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts, want to share your own tidbits, or if you want to fact check us, just send us an email at rememberedmusicvideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow us, and or subscribe. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time. Bye. bye. No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast. Because we're over. We're over a lot. This one was a long yeah, one. This one was long. It's, a, it's, it's, it, 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 it's, yeah. There's a couple that might be long, a.k.a. Janet Jackson and Madonna, just so you know. Wait, are we keeping this? No.